Hi, welcome to another episode of Firsties with Reba and Ross. I'm Ross. I'm Reba. And uh, today we're covering a couple more episodes of Venture Brothers. So uh, we learned going through the episode order that it's a bit confusing. Uh, the way that it aired on Adult Swim isn't the same way that they intended to present it or the order that they actually produced the episodes. So on the DVD, they're in the correct, you know, production order, the order that they intended them to be viewed. And on Netflix, they're in the order that Adult Swim actually aired them. So we're going by the production order. Uh, in this case, that means this week we're covering Careers in Science, which is the third episode on Netflix. And we're also covering Midlife uh, Chrysalis, which is the ninth episode on Netflix. Uh, next week we'll be covering, actually, I, I have to look at the list again. So, uh, well, it'll, it'll be online. It'll be posted with this, uh, podcast and we'll, we'll make sure you know that, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, this week it's careers in science and midlife chrysalis. So if you watched, uh, which, which one was the fourth online, it was something completely different. If you watch that, yeah. sorry, we'll get to that. Probably home insecurity. Home insecurity. Yeah. That I think is in the second half of the season sometime mm-hmm. by the production order. So we'll get to it eventually. But, but yeah, this week it's the two we already mentioned. Yeah. So, uh, careers in science. Uh, do you want to start with this one or? Sure. Okay. I guess the thing I, um, I liked it was continuing with the father-son dynamic. Yeah. You know, where uh, Dr. Venture is very much not living up to what he thought his father expected of him. Right. Um, I like how that translates to um, his disappointment in his kids, his Mm -hmm. own, or at least what I think are his own children. Right. Um. So I liked the uh, the cold open with the video, the training right. video or welcome video for Gargantua that his dad built and it shows mm-hmm. him as a kid just playing with cowboys and Indians and instead yeah. of actually like doing like real work yeah and yeah they have the little voiceover mention like oh Rusty Venture has a strong future in science and stuff and. You know, immediately jumping forward to him now and, yeah. <laughs> you know, as, as the disappointment he is. Yeah. Uh, I, I had a lot of the same thoughts. I like that even at this really early stage in the show, they're putting a lot of care into developing characters. And, like, right. it, it's a lot of, like, this episode is heavily focused on Rusty. And uh, one of the things people often talk, talk about regarding the Venture Brothers is that it's like a show about failure. <laughs> about various people's failures to live up to what they want to be and like this whole episode is centered around yeah Yeah. rusty's failure live up to his father yeah can can i interject with the idea that dr venture does not seem to me to be a rusty at all right like he doesn't seem like the type of guy that would go like, it would even allow himself to be called Rusty. <laughs> yeah. Like... His father, so, you mean? Huh? It, no. Or, oh, okay, Rusty, Rusty is, yeah. Rusty is Dr. Venture. Right. Well, in, his, his father and him are both Dr. Venture, technically. Right. Jonas and Rusty. Right. So I just wanted so, to... Yeah. Well, but... I don't know. I, isn't his, fa- his father's dead, so that's why... Yeah. I, like, yeah. 
Yeah. I was just clarifying for myself. So yeah. So you mean that? Yeah. It, you don't think of Rusty as a guy who would go by the name Rusty? Yes. I guess that's true because yeah, Rusty is his name as he was as a kid when he was the right. boy adventurer off with his father, right. Doctor Jonas Venture. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, it. I guess it's something that just grew with him. But you're right. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing for that character to call that's... himself that. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I I assume a lot of his fame probably, or like when he does get into things, it's based on his old name as a kid. Right. So I wonder, yeah, if that would be the kind of thing that would just kind of get on his nerves a bit. <laughs> I, I see that as, I see it as him. Like he would probably get a little perturbed. <laughs> a little frustrated. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, interesting way to look at that. Um, I, I like, I like even the little things about the way rusty behaves in like like even when he accidentally hits the gravity button you know he has to like chastise his father out loud like yeah any perceived fault that the great dr jonah venture would have you know he has to latch on to because <laughs> he feels right. so insecure about himself but yeah, yeah great design dad what a super place for a gravity button <laughs> or with the power or the problem light right right oh yeah dad <laughs> way to just put a problem light yeah. That'll fix everything. <laughs> That's all it is. It's, yeah. It's like a HAL 9000 light that yeah. just lights up when there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, liked, uh, I liked the way they present Jonah once he is a hallucinator. Right. Where like, he's like this towering figure with all these yeah. like costumes and like adventurous scientists speak in actions. And, yeah. Like, and I loved, um, I loved Rusty's line... Um, when he's fine, when he finally finds the, the pill, the, <laughs> I guess I always remember you towering over me. Yeah. Like that, that kind of shows that he's looming over him. Like, are you going to live up to my expectations? Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of. Right. And they make it extra clear in the episode that the Jonah venture we're see- seeing is Rusty's version of his father. Uh, right. Like he, he's even... Rusty's comp- constantly, like, you know, bringing that up, that, you know, it, it's not that Jonah thought these things, it's that Rusty thought Jonah thought these things, yeah. and he's well aware of all that. So, like, he's aware yeah. of his insecurities, but they still, like, haunt him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I like that I'm... there's that much thought thrown into this character in what's really just the second episode of the official series, the mm-hmm. third if you count the pilot, and, yeah, yeah they, they already really care about this stuff. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, I, I liked, uh, yeah, so the space station is Gargantua 1. This is just something that I noticed, like, having, you know, still watching the show. Mm-hmm. The most recent episode uh, is called All This and Gargantua 2, and it's all about the launching of a new space station. And I had totally forgotten that Gargantua 1 was the station from this episode. Oh. So, like, they're constant. like, they're really, they get so into, like, building their universe that like there are callbacks to everything that's so cool (laughs) yeah yeah Um, what else do you think about this episode i uh i love the obvious like hyper sexualization (laughs) of like Like, everything (laughs) yeah the the phallic ship entering the station and just the way sexy docking voice yeah (laughs) just the way they and then um like dr venture or rusty's reaction to brock's like final like 
docking. Get <laughs> get ready because this is gonna be. Oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's and, it's funny. I like Brock getting all into it. <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, but it's not like I don't know. Some like some sexualization and some like cartoons and comics and stuff is just like over the top and just ridiculous and, and like just, just like, too far like yeah. forced kind of yeah and I like that this is kind of like that but making fun of that yeah at a the little same bit. time you know it's right like, like it doesn't it doesn't bother me like I just <laughs> like I think it's hilarious because it's taking it so far yeah yeah in, in kind of like taking this, a password to an innuendo and to where it's just it's so like, ridiculously obvious that that's the joke yeah <laughs> yeah 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 i like that this episode uh had a ton of references to other things which is kind of a venture brothers thing like they they just they love both obvious references but and like really obscure weird things to just mention yeah like they they made a big deal about the fact that the movie night when the with the phantom spaceman was they were watching burt reynolds sharky's machine yeah yeah (laughs) just like i i had to look that up i didn't even know what that movie was i should have written that down (laughs) so i could have looked it up what is the movie oh it's it's yeah a movie about uh i I think he's like a private eye or cop i think he's a cop and but it's one that burt reynolds directed oh really (laughs) yeah so i've never seen it but it was just it was funny that of all movies it'd be like oh yeah sharky's machine with burt reynolds right and uh (laughs) i liked the little throwaway line that uh bud has about anna's father where he says her father invented the mr mouth game so she's a high risk yeah i always say that word wrong for some reason um <laughs> but yeah i love the mr mouth game of all things it's another one i had to look up because i'm like what? what is that game again yeah. yeah it's like it's like one of those cheesy 80s 90s game where it has like this big plastic mouth i think it's usually a frog that has its mouth open and closed uh-huh. in the middle that like spins around and everybody has little hand launchers and they try to launch little things into the oh. mouth. Oh, <laughs> okay, yeah. But again, I, I just love that, yeah, Mr. Mouth game. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's like, there was the Hell 9000 thing we are, I already kind of mentioned with the right. light. I think it's meant to be a callback to that. There, there's also, I think, I don't know if this is the case, but I'm pretty sure that the Bud Manstrong thing, that yes. being his name, I think that's a Mystery Science Theater 3000 reference. Really? To, uh, there's an episode, of Mystery Science Theater 3000, called Space Mutiny, which is like mm-hmm. a famous or mm-hmm. fan favorite episode, mm-hmm. uh, it, which is all about a space station, these ridiculous things going on on it. And one of the like recurring jokes is they keep coming up with more and more like stupid uh masculine names for the lead pilot guy who's like this built guy like i wrote some of them down i found a wiki page right yeah for mystery science series 3000 and space mutiny they had 46 different names from the episode that they invented for this guy that they just rattle off at different points like (laughs) blast hard cheese and gristle mcthornbody (laughs) or hack blowfist Thick McRunfast, Smoke Man Muscle, and just really funny names yeah. that. <laughs> so Bud Manstrong, I was like, okay, Space Station. These are guys who probably are big Mystery Science Zero Three Thousand fans. A right. lot of comedy writers are. 
I well, I wouldn't be surprised if that was their way of like throwing in a little yeah reference. The the subplots were fun. Like it, it yeah. It definitely felt like the Rusty Venture stuff was like the meat of the episode. Definitely. But you also have Hank and Dean and their fear of the Phantom Spaceman and yeah. beating up on poor Helper. I and... know. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I love that Helper is just kind of like in every episode so far has just had his own like little like gag kind of like he yeah gets He's lost little... in space and then he comes back and they only to get beat up by the Venture Brothers and then mm-hmm. they yeah. launch him back out and like in uh, Dialos Dialos Dangerous he's like the dialysis or dialysis machine that keeps getting yeah <laughs> abused yeah and uh, yeah another another thing I noticed that, that might have been a reference uh, do you think Anna or you know since you never see her face is a reference to the secretary and Powerpuff Girls like the way that they shoot and frame around her Oh. I don't know if that's the oh. case. But I, I could see that as being like a sly nod yeah. towards that. <laughs> that could be. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't I don't remember much of Powerpuff Girls. Yeah. She was she was but... the mayor's secretary and like she's in almost every episode. She is mm-hmm. like red hair or frizzy red hair and oh, she's yeah. like in a, a red, you know, suit kind of thing. But yeah, yeah you never see her face. It's, right. She's always taller than the mayor so it's always cut off right at her neck yeah so yeah i don't know um, if that was a nod to that or not it could but. be yeah that wouldn't surprise me with all the other right there's nods. just so much yeah. that they throw into it like sometimes it's just as much as them just paying tribute to something and not necessarily like <laughs> making fun of that material yeah yeah so is there anything else you had on that one anything um, is worth talking about I think so. I think... I don't know. I think I liked the next episode more. More. Yeah. So, Midlife Chrysalis. So, you want to start with that one, too? Um, I'll let you start. Oh, no, no, I (laughs) kind of want to start with um, I liked it because it opened up, and, like, the cold open gave you, like, gave you exactly what you were going to, like, what you needed to expect, and it kind of surprised me with Brock Right, right. Like, his, oh, I love the license to kill. Right, so the episode ha- starts with him, or they they have to land uh, the uh, plane because they're an unrecognized airship. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, the, it, then Brock's license to kill is expired, so he has to get a new one. <laughs> right, and that was an unexpected move to put him into, like, a sort of mm-hmm. crisis. Right. Too. This, I really like this episode. I like that... It it develops a bunch of different characters. It does. I know in like, interesting ways. That's that's what I liked about this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I have that note. So should so. we start with Brock then a little bit since yeah, he's been kind of a like I don't want to say one note, but he's been a fairly simple character up to this point. He has, yeah. And uh, yeah, I I like that they really make Brock care well primarily about just his adventures and his ability to do things like. <laughs> It, it's right. not. It's empowering to him, but you know, like it matters. Well, yeah, because it's tied. Like it's his. It's his identity. Li- yeah, his license <laughs> to kill is is like tied to his sense or his sense of manhood. In uh-huh. a way, you know, he's like if he doesn't have that, if he can't do these things, then he can't do anything. 
Yeah. And, like, with the stripper. <laughs> right, where he's, he has like, this wistful montage of yeah. different moments. And I liked it the... I liked at the beginning of that that they started with him protecting Hank and Dean. Because mm-hmm. you think, oh, he's really, like, is he really worried that he can no longer protect these these boys uh-huh. because of this life, because of this? And then it's like, no, he's <laughs> just sad that he can't kill people. Yeah, and, and I mean, I think there is there is a part of it that the show bring, seems to be starting to give you that he does care about right. the kids. Like, yeah. it, like it's, sure, like his identity is really why he wants his license to kill back. But, but it, like, I well, like I like that the kids are the ones kind of helping him train in this episode. Yeah. I, <laughs> I especially, um, yeah, I especially like this episode because it makes... It um, gives Brock more of a, a background and more of a character and also makes the kids more than just those naive little adventurers. Yeah, yeah, know. it's fun to see Hank trying to whip Brock into shape and stuff. I, I love that. Do you really want this? Hank, <laughs> when I pass this test, I will literally have a license to kill you. So like, oh, oh, sorry, Brock. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it, it did. A, it, there were a lot of fun things with the Venture Brothers in this one, where they're training him, and then just them, you know, on their own, right. <laughs> making or where Dean's like... Hank's slave and stuff. Yeah. Which I was wondering if that was meant to be all, another little Johnny Quest joke, because when he's the slave, they make him wear like the toilet paper turban that looks but... a little bit like Raji's white, like yeah. wrapped around turban in Johnny Quest. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I was wondering if that's like kind of a sly subversive joke towards the nature of Johnny Quest and Raji's friendship and Johnny oh, Quest. I'm gonna have to watch Johnny Quest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, you could probably see a couple episodes of Johnny Quest. Well, I'm not saying Johnny watching Quest the entire about. thing. I'm just, yeah. you know, that an episode was probably what probably I was enough, watch. right? But but yeah, they had that uh, and. uh yeah, it was it was a good Brock episode. Uh, I like that they're starting to classify him as a secret agent too. Like beyond just right. being a killing machine for the license to kill, he has to be a registered secret agent. Yeah, and they like at the agency, they obviously respect him a lot. They do. Uh, I, I love that his written section. He just turned into a drawing of Icarus from Led Zeppelin's work. Are which, you not a fan of Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah. That that's a recurring thing with Brock too. He's a huge Led Zeppelin fan as the show goes on. I like it. And uh, but yeah, like then his role in the show kind of shifts as it continues too, and he does become more of like a special ops guy. Like he's on special ops teams and yeah. things. Like, and so they're they're starting to make him a little bit more specific, aside from just like the killing machine that he was in the pilot. Yeah. And that's good. That is good. Um, that's that's most of what I had on Brock. Yeah, uh, I think that's about it for... Uh, there was a lot of Rusty Venture work in this one, too. There was. Continuing on from the last episode, which was more about his relationship with his father. and, and But this time it's more about, like, well, it's in the title, Midlife <laughs> Chrysalis. Yeah. It's his midlife, midlife crisis. crisis. Yeah. So he's literally buying, like, a sports car and, and wearing changing, his cheesy yeah. wig and yeah, right. trying to pick up women... <laughs> Yeah. And I think it's so sad that his 
like the way he decides to try to pick up women is to go to a strip club. Yes. And, because it's like the easiest way he can get some validation. Right. Where he's like, check out the main stage, but don't make it obvious. As if like he's actually flirting with or, you know, trying to pick up a woman as opposed to, like, that's her job to get money from people. Right. Or, uh, is, uh, uh but, his, his thing about, uh, yeah, well, she's totally into me. This is too easy and stuff. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, deep down he knows what he's doing, but he just needs that cheap validation. <laughs> right. I love that he still orders a Rob Roy. Like, <laughs> right. Like, if you're going through a midlife crisis... A Rob Roy isn't the drink you drink. <laughs> yeah. Like, it, there's... It's a good, it's a good specific thing about yeah. uh, Rusty that... <laughs> yeah. Um, He's just kind of a sad guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I like, I like a lot of how sad he is in this, or, you know, just as a... And the way he constantly tries to reframe things, like... <laughs> When his condoms, like, just ridiculously old and crumbles, and he says, condoms, Rusty doesn't need gadgets to please a woman. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's what it's about. Uh-huh. Uh, they, I, I liked the little uh, sight gag, or really, really quick sight gag, where he's on the phone with uh, Dr. Girlfriend and Lolita's open on his bed. Because uh, it's, like, a little reference oh. to him, you know, being this older guy trying to reclaim his youth through, like, younger mm-hmm. women and stuff. And, it's creepy, but mostly sad. I didn't even see that. Yeah, it's I, it's real quick. It's just on the bed next to him when he's on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that leads in a little bit to the monarch and Dr. Girlfriend and their role in this. Which, that was another part. Like, they, they're getting more, like, they're getting deeper characterization yeah. in this episode. And I really, I like that they're, I like that they take that time to make their characters actually like well-rounded yeah give them some dimension uh like the monarch obviously (laughs) like he's such a weird messed up guy like he's a he's horribly incompetent uh, which like they've started to get across anyway but like the fact that they didn't even think of a name to give her (laughs) that was really funny for this contingency (laughs) yeah make something up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh you know his creepy like arousal at watching dr yes. girlfriend and rusty together but then like his insane jealousy over all that simultaneously right it's just like a really conflicted character and dr girlfriend they give a little bit more too mm-hmm. it's like they've already established that she, in a dia de los dangerous that she does care about the monarch right. like she actually likes him but she also seems to you know like care a little bit about dr venture like she sees that he's kind of a sad guy yeah and and like feels kind of sorry for him and you know ultimately turns it around against the monarch's will right which i am a little disappointed that i didn't get to see dr (laughs) venture turn into a butterfly right just goes back to normal i know but yeah it was i i liked that even in an episode that was so heavy on rusty and brock like they're 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 still developing the other characters yeah. and the villains too. There's a lot of work going into everything. <laughs> well, what else did you have on this one? Um, not much. Again, I loved Helper. Yeah, yeah, um, I, love, I love the little sight gags with Helper. Yeah. And, uh, after Rusty's already started to turn into a caterpillar mm-hmm. because of the uh, injection and him, uh, I, I love the little throwaway, like when he's toying around with the different things. And Rusty even mentions uh. It, 
Use the special hand attachments I gave you and pull yeah. the trigger. Because Helper doesn't have hands otherwise. Like he's yeah. For a bot named Helper, he's the most useless right. thing. And right. Yeah, he has to fashion an attachment for him to handle things. Yeah. Uh, um, and I loved Hank's reaction to his dad turning into a, a caterpillar. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, we fought a dinosaur last week. I mean, yeah, yeah. Rusty Planet tells him, it's like, Hank, you're taking this way too well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do this kind of stuff all the time. Yeah. I like his, his reaction, too, to uh, Rusty's shed skin raises. I bet if you put that under your pillow, the tooth fairy will give you, like, a grand. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, a lot of funny little lines in this one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like the singular, I'm all out of condom. Yes, yes. <laughs> it remind me of uh, something like Arrested Development and the way Buster always refers to the army as army, like school, oh. and just like yeah. little, <laughs> little plays on the way you would say something. Yeah. Uh, even Rusty seems fairly nonchalant about the whole caterpillar thing. I mean, really. <laughs> like, like, it's just the way he... The moves about the lab trying to figure out what to do. It's like, well, you know, it's kind of and then and then when he starts to build the chrysalis, it's like, I just started doing this. It's, not, it's, not <laughs> it's easier than you think. The back legs do most of the work. Yeah. And uh, when Dr. Girlfriend goes to see him and he tells her, I'm in the super science racket. These things happen. Yeah. Just like, well, you know, I signed up for this. Yeah. <laughs> it was a pretty good episode. I, th- I think both of these were improvements over the last couple. Right. Like, and not that the last couple were bad, like, for a start. They're still trying to establish, like, the tone of the show and what exactly it is. Yeah. But I thought these were good examples that even early on they knew what they were doing with the characters and they really cared about building that. Yeah. Like, it was good. It's still, yeah. It still feels like the universe isn't that built. Like, they're still focusing in primarily on the central figures. But I think that's... But that's a good That's how foundation. you should do, yeah. yeah, the beginning of your show. You should yeah. care about... You need to know the characters before... Yep. Right. Of the universe, yeah. Yeah, like it still feels like a much smaller show than it does later on, but yeah. it they did it the right way. Like yeah. they really, they really yeah. worked Characters on are what defining that. The show, so. Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah. We, your thoughts on the show, I guess, so far, since this is as far as you've seen. You had not um, seen the. I'm looking forward to more of it. Yeah. I think, especially with the last two episodes and how much time and detail and effort they're putting into characterization. Mm-hmm. I think it's... It, I'm looking forward to seeing how the characters develop even more. Cool. So. Well, I think that, that probably does it for this week. Here, let me look up. The next couple episodes that we're going to cover are going to be uh, Eeny, Meeny, Miny, Magic, which oh, yeah. is a great one. It uh, introduces Dr. Orpheus... Mm-hmm. Uh, who's a, another almost regular on the show. He's in it a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then the incredible Mr. Brisby, which I don't remember at all. All right. <laughs> I don't know which episode that is at all. Awesome. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, catch everyone next week. All right.